Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Vicki, and I am here on my own today because I'm going to talk about a counseling topic. So today we're going to talk about teens and depression. You know, even homeschoolers who have a different sort of pressure system in their lives um, than the kids going to traditional school sometimes run into depressive episodes. And so we want to talk about some ways to help so that, you know, they're not condemned to live a life of depression. Okay. So with the holidays coming on, sometimes the pressures of what life should look like and what it isn't, sometimes will get parents down, but also teens. Sometimes teens will experience depression just because it's a biological thing going on in their body. You know, they, through adolescence, their hormones are wacky, and that affects their serotonin levels. And serotonin's the neurotransmitter that's in charge of feeling okay and having energy and being able to focus and that sense of well-being. And so, when those things wonk, um, then depression sets in. Uh, Sometimes teens have so many stressors going on in life. There's just, you know, just too much of life happening at once. And the stress hormones, um, cortisol and adrenaline, will over time start suppressing the serotonin production in their brain. And that dip in serotonin looks like depression. Most of the time, depression is going to resolve itself, so it's not going to become a clinical thing. It may last for a couple of days, you know, especially the hormonal-related ones. Um, But sometimes it doesn't shake, like the body just can't do its bounce back. Or sometimes life is just too much. There's just been too much going on for too long, and the, the bounce back gets lost. And so I want to give you some things to look for if it looks like depression has set in and is not going to shake. So what you find is that your teens um, may be more lethargic. Like they may not say, oh man, I feel so sad. But what you see is they are much more couch potato than they used to be. Um, For boys, they may just be only on their games. Um, For girls, they may be, you know, gaming or or binging on YouTube and Netflix and just never come out of their rooms and just are lost in, you know, trying to drown their their stressors and sorrows with with the digital world. Um, It looks like a loss of interest and isolating themselves. Like if their friends say, hey, let's go do yada yada, they just don't have the gumption to do it. If you ask them, hey, you look like you're feeling kind of down. Will you give me a number on a happy, sad scale, like on a scale of one to 10? And 10's the best you ever felt, and one is so bad you feel suicidal. What number would today be? And what number would the last two weeks on average be? And a lot of times, teens will be really honest about that, even if they don't particularly want to talk about their sad feelings. 
a lot of times with depression, what you'll see is sleep disruption, that they will either want to sleep all day and then stay up really like three or four in the morning, or they can't sleep at all and their their minds just won't turn off and they're staring at the ceiling all night long. And uh, in which case, a, a good thing to do is listen to our episode with uh, Mariana Chambers on mind racing in teens, um, because that's got some good tips for that. Um, the, the loss of appetite is a really big problem with teens. Like they sometimes will just not want to eat at all. They lose the hunger signal from their stomach. So they might be sitting there, you know, with their stomach growling and that information would not go up the vagus nerve to the brain, uh, because that when the serotonin is low, it doesn't work efficiently on the vagus nerve. So they'll be hungry, but not know they're hungry. And so they quit eating or they might start binge eating carbs because it's one of the ways the brain talks about in, uh, you know, like I'm feeling bad, I need something. And so it will think it's carbs and instead what it is is serotonin. So, um, and sometimes the, the serotonin gets so low and the depression is so much that teens will start having the urge to harm. And a lot of times these days that harm looks like cutting um, or other, you know, self-harm, simple things like that. There's no intent for suicide, but it is body damaging. Um, And sometimes it gets bad enough that teens get suicidal ideation. So they're thinking about suicide. When you catch, if you even have a glimpse of some self-harm or suicidal ideation may be going on, you just can't ignore it. You, You can't. And so if there's active suicidal ideation, like if a teen says, yeah, I would like to hurt myself and I am, I'm, I've got this plan, like I, I'm, I'm finding pills or I'm thinking about doing this or that, then you don't wait. You take them to the nearest ER and let a doctor there evaluate. Or if there's a, a you know, mental health facility nearby, you take them there. Um, because their life matters more than if they are irritated with you for making them do that. Like, you know, teenagers are impulsive. It's part of the age, and you don't mess around with suicidal ideation. If a teen isn't having any suicidal ideation, they just feel so depressed and so down, and you know that's just that, not them, the off-rhythm, Counseling is an amazing thing. So if there's a good, you know, Christian counseling practice that that people are using good clinical skills at, so look for cognitive behavioral therapy, um, dialectic behavioral therapy are both um, insurance coverable. Um, And so you can get some really good healing work. If you take them to the family doctor, they can talk about if medication is a good idea. Like sometimes the only way the biology can write itself is for a short run with an antidepressant, which is kind of like a vitamin. It actually heals the serotonin levels. So it doesn't mask anything and it's a slow process, but it does help. So, but one of the best things that you can do as a mom is to be there with your kids, like work on the relationship, get them in the car and just chat. You know, the kids will talk about anything in a car as long as they don't have their earbuds in. Um, So, you know, just some relational 
help, you know, just being there, don't fix them, just be with them and care. Get them out for walks and fresh air and sunshine. That moving the body increases dopamine levels in in the body. And that dopamine helps with the serotonin production and, and is a mood enhancer. So is the sunshine. Yeah, vitamin D is a mood enhancer. If you can, get the, the junky crap food out of the house and get some good nutrition. So poultry, dairy, cruciferous vegetables, colorful fruits and vegetables all have amino acids and um, antioxidants and, and the micronutrients that the brain needs to start repairing serotonin levels. Teach them deep breathing. If you go to VickiTillmanCoaching.com and download the freebie Progressive Relaxation, um, that deep breathing will help there um, because it gets the oxygen levels up and oxygen helps lower stress hormones, which allows the serotonin levels to repair. Help your teens get on a good sleep rhythm. That sleep is... uh, it's supposed to be in a biorhythm that looks more like when the sun goes up and sun goes down. Um, although in the winter that doesn't cooperate so well. So if you've got seasonal affective disorder, you need one of those lights. Um, but the, the being cooperative with the way God set up the world helps the body to repair. So go to bed and sleep while it's night and don't sleep while the sun is up. It's a really, really important thing to do. So those kinds of things help a brain to heal on the serotonin level. And then to be around friends, whether they feel like it or not, if they have positive friends in their lives, that the, the fellowship, you know, God made us for, uh, for community. And so when we're around friends and we laugh, that body releases some healing hormones. So they need to have some fun. If you have to cook something up like, hey, we're going to do a homeschool field trip too, and you find something fun to do and invite their friends, then you do it and you do it as often as you need to do that. So anyway, so the resources are there when teens get out of being able to heal from the depression on their own. Um, but a lot of times they will bounce back with good lifestyle and good thought care. So you watch it. If it goes more than a few weeks or you see any suicidal ideation, you don't wait. Um, but otherwise, you, you do healthy lifestyle, fun, and exercise. And what you'll find is a lot of times the teens will do their own healing work. So another good podcast for getting encouragement about things like this is uh, Homeschool Sanity. Um, Dr. Melanie Wilson has all kinds of encouraging things. Um, and also, if you need some digital encouragement, um, you know, how to help your teens with managing the, the gaming and the, the, all the different things that they are exposed to in the digital world, leahneeman.com. So that's L-E-A-N-I-E-M-A-N. Um, and she is the expert on teens and the digital world. Join us next time for the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Thank you, and we'll see you next time. <music>